Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake Hagan out with you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me producing today. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Hope you're having a good day today. I uh, hope uh, Austin's having a good day because when Austin's not having a, a good day, <laughs> then, uh, then there's hell to pay. Is there? You having a good day, Austin? You doing all right? I was. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm close to not. Well, now you're just on the defensive, right? Yeah, I mean, now, now I'm like, you're what just the like, hell? yeah, what's going on, dude? You open up with a, an insult like that? I think uh, Austin is a pleasure to work with on a daily basis. Oh, so do I. Uh, too when, late. When, when, too late, really? Too late for is you. It, uh, As he says yeah. in True Grit, nothing I can't do for you, son. <laughs> Sorry. Can't do nothing for you, son. That's it. Uh, close enough. Uh, you know, Austin is one of those people, Jake, that when I see something that's going on in the world, I actually want to ask Austin about it. And that that's a compliment. Uh, I mean that. You know? And uh, I just, because I think he'll have an interesting take on it. Do you have an example? Probably oh, some story in, about Twinkies. Yeah, what or do you want to bring up with Austin? No, no, no. I'm talking about important, you know, news of the day. Like if somebody does something, I, I want to know what Austin thinks about it. This is I'm not goofing here. This is the truth. I I, I think he almost always has an interesting take on stuff. That's why I like to ask him those questions. I don't know what and, you're up to, but I'm not. I'm not. So no, sure no, no. I'm not. I'm not up to anything. And you know, Austin, you will admit that I that I ask you those. I, I bring that stuff up with you all the time during breaks and stuff because I want to know what he he thinks about it. So I think that's a compliment, isn't it? I, I'm going to trust that it is a sincere compliment, but I'm still. I'm a little side-eyed <laughs> at you right now. Like, what are you? What's no, the long play no, here? No, I promise you that that's. Uh, there aren't very many people that I feel that way about either. You know, Jake included. That no. J- J- Jake is included <laughs> no. in that group. Absolutely but. not. Gordon avoids my opinions like the plague. <laughs> that's not true, Jake. You know, remember the days when I used to have an idea for a column and I would run the columns by you. To get because I valued your perspective, even if you disagreed with me, I, I thought it was important to uh, to hear what you had to say about it. That, that, that's why you guys are in the right business, man. You have opinions about things. That's good stuff. And but it's just that 
that my my main topic and bringing that up were, wasn't sports related stuff so much. It's just stuff going on in the world. So, you know, I think I all think I can that, say, Gordon, is uh, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be right. <laughs> okay. Thanks. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. You were paying. I'd me agree a with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. You were paying us a compliment. I, no, nothing. I thought it was. Funny. No, I. Uh, I thought it was yeah. funny. Can't okay. compliment yourself, you know. But <laughs> All right. what's stopping us from doing that? I suppose nothing ever has before. That's a good point. <laughs> I love your stories, Gordon. Please tell another. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I really like Not that. Not one of mine, interestingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> How are you today, Gordon? You doing all right? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Doing, uh, I mean, I watched the game last night, and we'll get into this, I'm sure. And I I thought, oh, okay, this looks familiar. I'd sort of forgotten there for a little while, but there it was again. So we'll get into it. But uh, And then uh, considering I wrote a column last night about what Vernon Maxwell had to say about Utah. So if you have a thought on that, I'd, I'd like to hear it. Which time? The most recent. Oh, because he drags Utah like three times a week, doesn't he? Yeah. This isn't, one was a little that different, his, though. Isn't that his thing? Uh, I saw it. I saw what he said. Yeah, it is. But in this particular case, I thought it was done in poor taste. And so I saw what he, he was saying. And I wrote a column about it at SLTrib.com if you want to check it out and either agree or disagree. But uh, anyway, yeah. All right. SLTrib.com. Ch- check out Gordon's latest. Yes, uh, we will talk uh, jazz basketball aplenty today, as there was plenty to talk about from uh, last night's game. Rudy Gobert with a uh, one heck of an effort. Thought we might see that triple double, uh, but uh, came close. Came he had close. a chance there at the end, Jake. When that one player. In fact, if I had if I had been, I, I would have told the guys for the first time in the history of mankind. I would have told the guys on the perimeter, let their man go. Let, Just let him go. Let uh, let's see if we Rudy get Rudy another block. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So on the show today at 3.30, uh, we're going to talk to Greg Peterson. We're going to talk some college basketball. He's the host of Hoopin' with Hoops. Uh, we're going to talk at 4 o'clock uh, with Barry Hecker, longtime NBA assistant coach Barry Hecker. And uh, he has uh, some thoughts on Elgin Baylor's passing yesterday. So, uh, oh, he, yeah, that'll he knew, be really uh, Yeah, Barry knew Elgin. So we'll get, uh, we'll get some thoughts on that. And Barry, of course— uh, uh, you know, uh, knows his NBA uh, backwards and forwards. So we'll get his thoughts on, on the Jazz and some other things as well. At 5 o'clock, Bowler will join the show as he does each and every Friday. And uh, we've got a bunch of good sound to play today that we're going to have to, Friday? to, yeah, to fit in. Did I say Friday? Yeah. Tuesday is what I meant. Sorry, Gordon. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking Friday. Tuesday. Friday. No, I, I don't Getting know. Getting everybody where, excited out there, I too. don't know where that came from. I really don't. Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Tuesday. And Bowler only joins us every Tuesday. So you would think that that wouldn't be something I would miss, I would uh, mess up on. So thank you, no. Gordon. Sorry about that. Tuesday. That is today. But, hey, go to your boss and say, hey, Jake hey, Scott said Friday. Friday. I'm off tomorrow. I won't see you tomorrow. Do you guys take advantage through the years? Have you taken advantage of Taco Taco Tuesday? Uh, No, not really. You? No. What do you mean taking advantage of? Well, I mean, there there are aren't there certain establishments where you could get deals on tacos on Tuesday? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to work with someone who used to get do that all the time. I, I did in my college days. I mean, I've sure. eaten tacos on Tuesday, but I don't know if I. <laughs> how did you put it? Uh, participated in? Well, I take advantage uh, of. No, didn't didn't they used to give a good deal on tacos on Tuesday? That's what I thought. I don't know. Sure, I can go for some tacos right now. I know. Sometimes you know you're just in the mood for a taco, and uh, yeah. Uh, That's like every minute of every hour yeah. of every day. I mean, <laughs> you guys that into it? Oh yeah. Know. Mexican food in general is is right. pretty much amazing. Actually, let me ask you guys this because I've asked my friends this in uh, for a long time. If you had to eat only one, uh, I guess nationality or culture of food, what would it be? Yeah, you only get one, and you have to eat it for the rest of your life. What it would it be? I think it would be Mexican for me, although Japanese a close second. Ooh. Now, now, when you say Japanese, do you get like the actual professional know what they're doing chef yeah, to yeah. come with the food, yeah, sushi and all that stuff? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Uh, I'd probably still go with the uh, the Mexican food. See, I feel like with Mexican food, you've got a big time variety too, so you wouldn't get really tired of anything because there's so much. I'd go American. Oh, that doesn't count. Wait, wait to cheat the, the question. No, it doesn't count. America. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh, I mean, you said nationality. I thought meat and potatoes, you, baby. You know what I mean. That's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you go Italian, you're going to uh, you're going to gain a few. You know, Italian is wonderful. Oh. There's a reason every mob boss ever was overweight, right? So you're you're not picking <laughs> Italian then, Gordon? <laughs> I'm tempted, but no. Boy, if you're not going to let me have American, then yeah, I might go. I might go Mexican. I think that that would be a good way to go. You know, um, Even I remember it's... the first time I had a shredded beef taco. See, because I didn't grow up eating tacos. I don't know why. I grew up on the East Coast, and it just seems like I don't know for whatever reason I wasn't that aware of of that kind of food. But uh, later on, I. When I came west, I saw tacos everywhere. So I, yeah, I've always enjoyed a good taco. Okay, I get Ta- it that 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 Mexican food wasn't as prevalent on the East Coast. I got that when I lived in North Carolina. There, was, it was hard to find a really good Mexican restaurant, which, by the way, has changed. Yes, but but uh, I get what you're saying right there. But to have never had a taco, I mean, you didn't like. Buy tortillas at the store and throw some meat in there. Like no, the, the... no, I never had the shredded. I never had the shredded beef before. And, and, and when I tasted it the first time, I thought, "Wow, that's good. That's really good." This is the most random take. You've Who ever remembers had. the first time they've had a no beef one. taco? No one. It was shredded beef, though. It wasn't like hamburger. Were you meat. Were you living in Jumanji and, and <laughs> got out somehow? I don't... <laughs> no. This Mexican food wasn't that big a thing where where I grew up, and so I. But what, I, where uh, was your family? The like, what was that terrible movie where the the family thought that there was going to be nuclear fallout in the '60s and they moved into the shelter and just never came out for four Encino years? Encino Man. I don't think or that's no. Encino Man, but yeah, <laughs> Blast that's, from the Past. Brendan Fraser was in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Blast from the Past. Yeah, yeah. Christopher right. Walken. Yeah, was yeah. that your, like all of a sudden you emerged in 1982 and like what are these shredded <laughs> beef tacos that I've no, never had it was before. like in first time I had one was like 74, I think somewhere around. <laughs> <laughs> 
What an interesting <laughs> okay. life you've led. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, I, 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 I had all kinds of other food. I had Italian. I had sea, you know, seafood back there. Had uh, good old American stuff, you know. But uh, uh, Mexican food just wasn't as And I really liked it when I, I always have. I remember the first time I had bottled water. I thought, they bottle water? It was good. I just, you know, I remember the first time I had a hamburger with cheese. It was 76. I was. The sun was shining. I was 33 years old. (laughs) (laughs) It was portly cloudy that day. (laughs) All right, let's Uh, let's dive into the jazz game, Gordon. Let's let's get right to it. It's time for the split story. Go ahead, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Pull up jumper from three, Gobert blocks it. That's his seventh of the game. Kobe White just tried a step back three, and Rudy blocked it seemingly from inside the paint. Conley behind a Gobert pick, fires and hits, screen assist, Rudy Gobert. Three ball, Mike Conley. Jazz are 15 of 28 from three. This time Conley goes baseline, bounces inside to Rudy. He spins, pirouetting, going to the rack and packed it. Oh, Rudy, don't do me like that. Oh, driving. Pull Rudy, block shot, that's number nine. Rudy's new career high blocks. Rudy Gobert has nine block shots. Will we get a triple-double, fans? 97-79, it's a palindrome, and Rudy's on fire. I mean, I just came in, uh, you know, try to set the tone defensively. Um, as I do every night, you know, and uh, I think we did a great job as a team. And, you know, as the game went on, when I came out at the end, uh, somebody told me that I had nine, but I didn't know, to be honest. So, you know, that's not really – I never tried to chase that, you know, but once I knew that I had nine, I was like, okay, let's, let's go for it. All right, uh, Gordon, the Jazz win, 120-95. to 95. They blow out the Bulls. Rudy Gobert was one block shot away. From a triple double, twenty-one points, ten rebounds, and nine block shots. Can I can I ask you a question? Sure. Just to come up with kind of an analogy here for for where I want to start. Have you ever done something over and over again, even though you knew it was going to end badly? <laughs> I'll give you an example. Uh, for me, it, when I when we got our new bed, uh, uh-huh. this was some years ago. Uh, for some reason, I would just smash my shin on the corner every time I walked around it to the point where my wife actually taped like foam things to the bed because my, my shin was bleeding. I mean, like I would just mash my shin. I don't know why is when we went from a queen to a king bed. And I knew that every time I walked around that corner, I was going to mash my shin. I, I could be looking down at the corner and my leg and still mash my shin into the corner of that thing. I mean, it was a real problem for, like, a month. Uh, Anything come to mind for you, Gordon? Well, one thing that comes to mind is I really don't like going on the treadmill. But when I do, I do it anyway, you know. And I think somehow it's going to be fulfilling. And uh, it never is. (laughs) <laughs> That's not the direction where I thought you'd go, but yes, exactly. That makes sense. Okay, we're on the same yeah. page. Uh, I mean, there must be there must have been something I did. You know, when, when I was a kid, I used to go up on the roof of the house. And Jake, my dad had one rule. He had a lot of rules, but he had, one of his rules was never go on the roof. 
and I, I'd go on the roof anyway. My bedroom uh, had a window that you could open the window and just climb right out on the roof, so I used to do that all the time. Did you fall off every time? I didn't fall off, but I, I knew that I was in danger. I was breaking my dad's rule, and one time he caught me up there on the roof, and, uh, well, I've told you that story before, haven't I? About how I threw the golf ball down the chimney. We've heard this story a hundred times. Let's move on. Well, I did that. My dad heard it, and he came out, and I was hiding behind the chimney. <laughs> and he gave me two options, either come down on my own or else he would climb up there and throw me off. Well, so I, I used, I to, do it, I used to do it anyway. I mean, I used to do it anyway. I did it all the time. I thought it was fun. Well, I don't know if that exactly applies to my comparison, but I suppose here, like, uh, well, you're going to say that the Bulls just kept going at Rudy over. And well, over specifically again. Kobe White. Four, <laughs> four of Rudy's block shots were against Kobe White. <laughs> Two of them were against Laurie Markkinen, and then the rest were one-offs with with other Bulls players, including Zach Levine, who certainly learned his lesson after Rudy sent one of his shots into, I think, the the tenth row. He thought, you know, I don't, I'm not going do to make, uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I, well, I the, just, thing, the thing but, about that but is. But Kobe White kept doing it over <laughs> and over and over again. At one point, you would think Billy Donovan would pull him aside and be like, listen, Kobe, you're not going to, you're not going to get the better of that tonight. That's not going to be your game, buddy. Figure it out. So he knew he was coming around the corner of the bed and he was going to get his shin bashed in. Exactly. Each time and but he kept he doing it. But he still kept doing it. And and really, uh, Zach Levine uh, was the point I really wanted to make because he did. He got he got blocked so badly he had to be embarrassed. And he routinely, and this is one of the best players in the league, mind you, mm-hmm. routinely would just turn around and and go back to where he came from whenever he got into the paint. It's amazing the impact that Rudy Gobert has on basketball games. Yeah. You know, the other example I can think of is Boyan Bogdanovich keeps shooting, even though he knows he's going to bang his shin. He should keep shooting. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But this is going on and on now, isn't it? Um, The most embarrassing thing that can happen to a player on an NBA court is to get their shot blocked. Wouldn't you agree with that? Players hate that. No, I, I don't agree with that point. Not that I'm totally disagreeing with you, but I'd rather get my shot blocked than airball a free throw. <laughs> okay. You got me there. <laughs> but Or didn't uh, wasn't it Sleepy Floyd who one one time checked into a game and tore off the, the snap off warm ups and <laughs> forgot that he didn't forgot to put shorts on underneath the warm ups. Anybody remember that? That might be the most embarrassing thing you can do in an NBA game. But I get your point. I get your point. <laughs> and uh, and Rudy was just uh said the old uh, I was waiting for the Matumbo waving of the finger, you know, and but uh they kept going at him and it uh, wasn't working out so well. I like what Donovan Mitchell said afterward. He said yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep going at him, but uh, but they did. And and Rudy made some unbelievable plays. And can we let's dial up that Mannix uh, cut from yesterday, um, Austin? Because uh, I asked Chris Mannix when he was on with us um, you know, about the Ben Simmons v. Rudy Gobert uh, yeah. discussion. And he just gave such a great answer illustrating Rudy's value. And last night, Mannix tweeted out that uh, something about the the MVP drum beat for Rudy Gobert has got to grow louder. 
And uh, so Mannix is is on uh, Team Rudy in this case. But I I thought he demonstrated or he illustrated Rudy's value so well yesterday. I wanted to get to that again. Well, it, it, it's apples and oranges in what they do, obviously, and it's reminiscent in a way of. I mean, I think there were a number of years that Gary Payton and Dikembe Mutombo competed for that, didn't they? Like it was, yeah. you know, two guys that were very different but dominant in their respective ways as defensive players. Um, I, look, I, I'd always lean towards Rudy because, and I've said this to you guys before, when I talk to scouts about Gobert, they say he's the only player whose defensive presence is ba- basically puts him at the top of the scouting report. I mean, Ben Simmons is, is right. He is great defensively at five positions, but I don't think there's a player in the league that changes the game in the way Gobert does. If you have Ben Simmons, like you can – he can neutralize one of your players. Gobert can neutralize five, and he can neutralize what you do uh, if you are a team that is you know, inclined to penetrate and score, try to score in the paint. He just changed the game that way. I think he continues to improve as a pick-and-roll defender, which is a big reason the Jazz have been really good at defending the three. Um, so I, like, I wouldn't have a problem with a vote for either one of them for Defensive Player of the Year because they're both excellent. But for me, it's – and I think I voted for him last year too. Like It, it continues to be – Rudy Gobert's award to lose every season. Rudy Gobert is at the top of the other team's scouting report. Maybe not the Bulls. (laughs) (laughs) Slight oversight. (laughs) But is there another player in the NBA you could say that about? Truly. I I thought that was really insightful from Mannix yesterday. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe LeBron. LeBron when he wants to play defense, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean another well, player's at, defense at the top of the at the top report. of the scouting yeah. report. I mean, usually yeah. it's how to stop LeBron or how to yeah. you know to stop somebody on the other side to have Rudy Gobert. Uh, okay, well we know the Jazz offense is really good, but uh, first things first, we got to figure out how on earth we're going to attack Rudy Gobert. I mean that's that's pretty interesting. Well, we've talked about it a lot of times in the past, Jake. The two favored shots in the NBA are the three point shot and at the rim, and Rudy makes it very difficult. On the ladder. Well, I think he blocked a three-point shot last night, too. (laughs) Yeah, and now, speaking of offense, I mean, with the 21 points last night, you got to prepare for him, too, you know, at that end. Well, that's what makes the Jazz unique offensively is Rudy and his ability. Mm -hmm. When I hear Chris Mannix talk about Rudy Gobert, uh, Austin, I don't know if you remember this, but way back when we used to have Chris Mannix on – uh, I think he had to come around to Rudy a little bit, but boy, has he, you know. Uh, it seems like a number of years ago, he I think he would have thrown in with Ben Simmons. Not anymore. You heard what he said. And when you, and when you have a line like 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 blocks, like you've been talking about, Jake, that if that doesn't get your attention as a head coach, I don't know what would. All right, Gordo, we'll, we'll hit on this a lot today because uh, last night's Jazz game was interesting. And it did, I, I agree with you, it did feel like they got back to the, the rhythm that they had earlier in the year. So we'll talk about that quite a bit. But let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. What's happening, Andrew? Hey, how you doing today, guys? We're great, buddy, and uh, we're here to uh, improve some of our listeners' day. Maybe uh, some folks out there struggling with their relationships, struggling in the bedroom, uh, don't need to do that anymore. Don't need to do it anymore. There's a big transition taking place right now for guys struggling with ED uh, from pill to acoustic wave therapy. 
Uh, Wasatch Medical uses the two most advanced versions now. Um, it's interesting, Jake, the leading cause of ED is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow, kind of a plumbing problem. Uh, these treatments at Wasatch Medical, they open up and regrow those blood vessels. So we've seen a lot of guys turn back the clock in the bedroom, uh, had a 55-year-old guy who said he got back to function like when he was 40. Uh, not a teenager, not anything unrealistic, but I thought that was an honest and great testimonial. Didn't have to take the pill any longer. That is uh, an example of what we're doing every day here at Wasatch Medical. Helping folks get back to normal, right? Yeah, it's normal function in the bedroom. It's spontaneity. Uh, clinical studies say that we can increase blood flow in this part of the body by 40 or 50%. That's pretty significant if you think about it. Whether you're out there struggling with mild ED, you just want to improve things, or it's more severe, these treatments can work wonders for you. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on the schedule. And uh, what we love about you guys, Andrew, is, you know, folks out there might be on the fence or, or a little bit nervous or ashamed or whatever. You guys make the process really easy, and you give some great incentives. We really do. Uh, they say only 30% of men with erectile dysfunction seek treatment. So 70%, I'm assuming, do nothing. And the relationship suffers that's the worst thing you can do if you're struggling with ED. Uh, call us now. There's so much value. You'll meet with our doctor for free. He'll do an exam, an assessment, and a blood flow ultrasound. Uh, we're including the special gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that. And new patients get free testosterone if you feel like that's a need. Uh, also, give us a call. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right, that's our friend Andrew Reinhardt going to be hanging out with us today. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I went to work her that summer. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm trying to find out how many how many people this affects, Austin. I think you'll be all right. Doesn't matter. It's, I'm going to get it. I think you're going to be okay. The odds are I'll get it. Uh, no, you're going to be good. It's going to be fine. Uh, Gordon, did you know uh, Austin's been public about this? He he uh, um, came down with uh, the what are we the the vid the COVID nineteen. What was it, a few months ago? Yeah, it was the uh, first part of February. First part of February, and uh, Austin still hasn't gotten his smell back. Can't smell anything. He was just uh, reheating some uh, delicious-smelling chicken cordon bleu, and I said, boy, Austin, it smells great. <laughs> and Austin goes, I can't smell a thing. Nothing. None. Does that does that affect your ability to taste? It does. It, nothing tastes as rich or as good as it used to. But I can taste. I just Remember, Rudy anything. said it took uh, him a long time to get his smell. I don't, maybe he still doesn't have it back, but he, he no, did he talk does. about that. He said that. it took about six months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did it really? But then wow. Jake decides to 
to buoy me up and make me feel better by telling me about this this disease that follows COVID and uh, it changes your olfactories to where all you can smell is human waste. Yeah, after it's called uh, parosmia, and I just heard about it today that it. When your smell does come back, good smells smell like not only bad, but like revolting. What? Yeah. 500 <laughs> yards of human filth. So like if it, and this uh, anecdote of somebody suffering from it that I that I saw today, uh, the, the gal was like, I can't even shower. Like the, the soap, the soap smells so bad to her. And she just walks around smelling herself all day and it's smelling bad. She said it's affecting her. Her marriage, because her husband just stinks, and she can't, I guess she walked into a friend's house who was cooking, and it smelled so bad that she had to go outside and throw up. <laughs> so so wait a second, wait a second. So even things that normally smell really good smell bad, so it turns good to bad? Yeah, I guess so. And Jake thought that'd make me feel better. No, so. I know. I you know what? I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I really that shouldn't probably have brought was that. a bad idea. That wasn't because when he started, I thought he was gonna be like, "Oh, actually, I heard this that it's not gonna be that bad." No, Austin, it I... goes away. Instead, he goes, "Your life is ruined." No, it's it, it. You might as well cut your nose off. It happens in very few people. There are very. It's, it's gonna happen to me. No, I, I really <laughs> hope not because it, it really sounds terrible. Can you imagine what? What a just horrible world that would be to live in where everything smelled like grotesquely bad. <laughs> You're just living in a landfill? Yeah, you would rather not smell anything. Oh, I'd be, oh, I'd anything. 100% rather not smell anything. Would yeah. you rather that or be blind? I'd, I'd rather. Uh, Maybe blindness. Maybe. Maybe yeah. blindness. It's close. Oh, I mean, both would no. be tough, but living in, in uh, baby diaper land 24 <laughs> 7 would be so bad. You couldn't eat. Well, wait a you minute. Wait eat. a minute. Is it really that extreme? Yes. The, 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 Everything smells like a stinky diaper? Yes. In fact, I th- uh, I'm trying to find the quote from the doctor, but the doctor it basically said it makes roses smell like feces. Oh my gosh! I've never heard of that. Well, I mean, this—that's just one manifestation of this COVID thing. That is uh, obviously other people have suffered worse than that. So, I mean, that just—that's not good. Hmm. <laughs> Back so after did, this, like I, I don't want say, to be around my kids. Say, I don't want to. Re- <laughs> don't they say that smell is—is is really is a, a large portion of taste? Um, yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Man, when that chicken cordon bleu smelled good too. I'm very sorry, Austin. I, I, I did. Smell you it. know, I didn't. So is it? What is it? What is it like when you taste it? Is it taste like you're eating like a rubber chicken or what? Kind of like it, it tastes like everything tastes artificial. Like you can yeah. kind of taste it, but not really. Has the doctor indicated to you, you know, what the what your prognosis is? No. In, in fact, uh, here was his response. Huh. <laughs> hmm. So, so that that wasn't, I'm on my own. That wasn't helpful. No. You know what you should do is really go on a healthy kick, because who cares what it tastes like anyway? I thought about that. Yeah. Just start slamming green smoothies all yeah, day, every day. Whatever. Yeah. You know, go with uh, you know the healthiest stuff that you can find because it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Well, you it, it's point. about principle. Give me the MSG or give me death. Okay. Or I both said, well, together. I, hey, 
We all we all pick our principles. I'm proud of you for standing by yours. That's, that's another Me and that, that red number three, we're going down yeah, together. Yeah, I got it. That's cool. Um, but uh, anywho, Austin. So thanks for that today, Jake. Well, I'm telling you what, whoever fixed that uh, that chicken cordon bleu did a fine job because it smelled wonderful. I did. So you're like, I did you really? Good job. You're going on seven weeks now about? Yeah, about that, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe you'll get it. Well, it sounds to me like you'll get it back eventually. Well, the good news is I I have uh, been able to not be on diaper duty for seven weeks because I just don't know. I just don't. I, if it, I can't. it needs changing or not. Yeah. It just, well, yeah, it should be fine. And I say to everyone, I'm like, if you smell something, just please let me know because I don't know. And, and she'll just be sitting in there and I'd pour her. She's got a bad dad who just lets her sit in it. Because I don't know, I can't smell it. So. Our friend Ute Chasta Trailer says, friend of mine that's at Arrow 1035 had COVID earlier and had the same thing. Hers was cigarettes. Absolutely everything she smelled smelled like cigarettes. That's during, while I had COVID, that's what I smelled. Everything smelled like yep. cigarettes? Like Well, like burning. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's not that's not good. Not not the good kind of burn, like the campfire kind of burn? No, like your your nose hairs were constantly being singed. <laughs> That kind of smell. Sven, Sven tweets in one in one trillion of the odds. Uh, uh, one in one trillion. Wow. Austin, one in one trillion. Austin is going to walk around the rest of his life with his food smelling like poop and his wife smelling like skunk. Book it. Book it. One in, one in one trillion. There aren't a trillion people on the planet. So. I know. I was, I was a little I'm not confused. sure it's a scientific but, stat. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> but Austin, if it were one in one trillion, Austin would be the one. That's Maybe that's what Sven's right getting here. at right there. Yeah. I'm the poop smeller. <laughs> It'd be so terrible. It'd be just terrible. Austin, you know what you need to do? Because you can't smell the diaper, every once in a while you just need to go in and, you know, kind of stick your finger in there to see if there's anything in there. What the? Shame. Here we are having a fun conversation about smelling poop. Also, I think there needs to be a rule that you need to have changed more than five diapers in your life to have an opinion oh, on yeah, diapers. Look, not a I rule. Talk, not a, a, yeah, no, 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 right. no. I talked to my wife about that, and she just laughed. She said she was just having fun. Mm-hmm. Seems serious to me. The, the things that you Are guys you calling choose, your wife a, no, uh, 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 somebody who's uh, a loose fibber. with the truth? No, she was joking. Uh, it was a joke. I, I don't know. That's not what she texted us, Don't man. you have I, to say just joking? If it's a joke. Yeah, personally, I, I think Lisa's a very honest person. I don't know. I don't know where you're getting this opinion her from. Her word is her bond, yeah, Jake. Very much. The I would never that, question her integrity truths, ever. The truths that you guys choose to disbelieve and the made-up jokes that you choose to believe are all mixed up. I I I changed a lot of diapers in my day. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Not according to Lisa. Tell me, tell me, which is which is more believable uh, uh, here? That that you only changed five diapers in your parenting career, one for each child, or that you had a torrid love affair with Juice Newton? What's more? What's more believable? At the no diapers. Point, at no the point diapers. did I ever say I had a torrid love affair. I said that she taught me how to play polo. <laughs> so that's what you kids are calling it these mm. days. Yeah. <laughs> There was no hokey pokey going on. It was polo. I'm not sure of all the rules of polo, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, we're going down a Chestery <laughs> road mind. that we don't want to do. 
Uh, but uh, anywho, uh, Austin, it's all right. She'll be fine. But a little, uh, you know, a little, uh, what are they, uh, the little cream uh, when you do change the diaper and it'll be fine. Yep. It's all good. Listen to you. No if you don't like it, be potty trained, huh? I'm going to have. In fact, I changed a lot more diapers than you have, Jake. Oh, not a chance. Not a chance. That's oh, I, what do you mean? I have five, five daughters. One right? five diaper a daughter. Your one. One it's diaper the, a daughter. That's not true. That's not true. I have a good authority that that's the case. She was kidding. Hmm. Now, her handing you the dirty diaper to take outside does not count that as changing the diaper. That does not count. No, not one bit. Man, I, I, I experienced all kinds of nuclear fallout from changing diapers. Uh, don't give me credit where it's due. You know, when, when my newborn comes, Gordon, you're coming down to change some diapers. <laughs> Just to prove I know how Just to do it. Just to prove it? you know how to do it. You're going to come down and do it. Well, if Austin can't smell a thing, he, yeah, he is the man for that job. Yeah. Well, that stinks, so, Austin. I'm sorry. I hope you're. Uh, I hope. Oh, I didn't even mean that. I didn't even mean that stinks right. there. I really didn't. That right. was that was completely. It does stink. Accidental. <laughs> I uh, I'm sorry that you have no smell. Uh, that it's rotten. It's not any fun at all. Things. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I don't think you're going to get... I'll survive. I'll I don't think you're going to get this this thing. I do, where, but where I'll make everything it. everything smells. It's just terrible. I, Can you imagine I, not being able to get away from it, though? Like your own scent, your own shampoo or whatever. Just walking around in a cloud of Axe body spray, just hoping you catch a whiff of something else. Just to not have the relief, you know? Would you, to, guys, would you cram something up your nose to prevent it? But I, I don't know if that's... I don't know if that would solve anything because it's an internal yeah, inside I you. I, I have no idea. I have no clue. Wait, how can you smell if you plug up your nose? Because it goes through your mouth. I smell through my ears, personally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this was. Uh... I'm one of those eyeball smellers. <laughs> That was really a productive segment. It was it? quite productive. I felt like we helped some folks with this segment. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> now I've just got one I, more thing to be convinced I have. How, how common is it that uh, folks who have gotten COVID uh, haven't been able to smell? Is that like one in five, one in three, well, half? I think, I think that's really common, to lose your, your taste and smell. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen any stats or anything. It's but typically the first sign that you have COVID. Several people that uh, oh. that I know have had it have, have had those issues, so I think it's pretty well, common. Well, yeah. we certainly hope that everybody out there who is, uh, who is afflicted by that, uh, that challenge uh, that uh, COVID is, well, we hope you, you're doing all right. That's the main thing. Absolutely. Number's pretty good today, though. Yeah, hopefully people will get vaccinated and uh, and we can get this thing conquered. Wouldn't that be nice? Won't that be a wonderful day? You smell good. Well, according to to some uh, guy in uh, Miami Beach, what uh, he had he was like dressed up like a clown or something that was yelling that COVID is over. Did you see that video? No, I didn't. Oh. If a clown's yelling at it, it's I don't think be it was true. a clown. I'm trying to remember what he was. He was dressed up as something ridiculous. Anywho, you can probably find it out. What there. does it say that I have 30 different drops from Gordon about smell? It involves the word smell. It says a lot about Gordon. Well, I mean, like, give us a sampling. Like what? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
What do you want her armpits to smell like? What's your favorite kind of smoke to smell? Smell it sometime. Why do I smell dog food? <laughs> and then there's one about a certain planet I'm not going to play. A lot of smell talk going on on this show. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join us on Friday, hanging out at The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. We've got what's going on coming up next uh, at 3.30. We're going to talk to Greg Peterson, uh, talk a little college hoops with him. Barry Hecker joins the show at four, longtime NBA assistant coach. And Bowler will be on with us at uh, the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, how uh, How is everybody doing on uh, on the brackets? Four Pac-12 teams into the Sweet 16, tying a Pac-12 record. No big deal. Um, but uh, how, are we, uh, how are we doing, Austin? I know I had um, a, rough, uh, a rough second round. You did. Uh, truth be told, I didn't update the brackets yet today. Oh. USC I'll beat Kansas, it. right? Uh, they did. So I lost that one. Gordon got that one right. Whoops. So that's too bad. So, and Creighton yeah. advanced, correct? Uh, yes. yes. Uh huh. As did Michigan and Florida State. So Gordon had a pretty good day yesterday. Yeah, that's, I that's I think I'm. Uh, I was up to. Let's see. I can check it right here. I'm up to like I'm ahead of you guys by. I have 40 points, Austin has 34, and Jake, you have 33. Ugh. Although I rebounded a little bit yesterday. I ended up going 7-9 and nine in the second round. And I didn't. I'm still uh, getting creamed. I still do have three out of four teams left, though. Yeah. For my so final you guys four. are gonna you guys are gonna make up some ground there against me because I only have two teams left in the final four. But I am 59th. I'm ranked 59th according to this. Wow. How many are there? There's over 1,000 I heard Scotty talking about. So wow, that's pretty good. And bad. I'm 59th? Yeah. Way Man, to go, Gordon. I'll tell you, there must be a lot of people out there that made the wrong picks, and I understand it completely. Uh, this is one of those years where I think it's a little embarrassing to, to win it, right? Or uh, the most challenging to win. Who knows? You could probably look at it either way. Uh, although I will say this, uh, it is very good for the Pac-12 conference, not just because they have teams advancing, but because they're getting more shares, which mean they get more money. And for a conference that uh, that needs a little bit of a, uh, a boost to the old budget and has gone a couple of years without getting much out of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It's probably can, we put a, can, can we put a lid on people complaining about the Pac-12 not having gotten enough credit? Because as my... Good friend Mike Heiserman, who is the uh, sports editor at the L.A. Times. I think he retired, but 
He sent out a tweet saying, enough of the complaining. He said, you earn your respect. Maybe you can, the Pac-12 can use this as a jumping off point for next year, but ixnay on all the complaining right now because uh, what you just said, Jake, the conference has not been very good in the tournament for a while. Yeah, and you fluke out a couple of victories in March. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I think it means something. I agree with you, Gordon. It doesn't mean much. Get a couple of victories, you know, get hot on a week, you know, weekend in March. What does it really mean? Uh, but it does mean more money for the conference. Now they're guaranteed at least one Elite Eight spot because USC and Oregon are, are going to face off. Um, so they're, they're going to get at least one here. Let me get your other opponents. I apologize. Oregon State has Loyola Chicago, and Loyola Chicago has been really, really good, so that certainly is not an, uh, an easy game. That's, but, kind of, that's kind of a fun matchup. Um, yeah. UCLA will take on Alabama, and Alabama is really good. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be tough for the Bruins. So, and who am I missing? Did I get them all? Anyway, so there you go. The 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 Pac-12. Oh yeah, because they're playing each other with USC and Oregon. So the Pac-12 has an opportunity to get uh, a, a couple of teams into the Elite Eight, but they're guaranteed at least one. Yes. All right. And well, USC we'll crushed Kansas last night. Yeah. I mean, put it to Kansas. And uh, their coach had some interesting things to say after the game. Maybe we can get to that. He uh, heard some CBS uh, analysis that uh, he wasn't real happy about, and he mentioned oh, it on the post game, which was college interesting. College coaches were upset about what somebody said. Well, he kind of made fun of them. I don't know if he was upset. Because they said okay. that his teams were undisciplined. He said, boy, imagine how good USC would be. He said, uh, the coach said after the game, wow, we beat him by that many. Imagine how much we would have beat him by if we were a disciplined team. <laughs> That's Which I thought pretty was pretty funny. funny. Yeah, yeah it it was. I gotta give him credit. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly he was like <laughs> dressing down anybody. He wasn't yelling about it. He made a joke about it, uh, and then explained that they had looked at the scoreboard and overheard that analysis. And I'm sure he put it up on his bulletin board or whatever. But what they just crushed Kansas, 85 to 51. Yeah, that's uh, that's a beatdown, and I I'm glad I got that one right. You had USC beating Kansas. Wow, yeah, you that's, did. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's yeah, a really good. Well, that's a really good. Well, pick. Southern California school. Oh, that's right. Uh, so no, that's not. So why. the, the Southern B, California I love. over UCLA. <laughs> I love LA. The the LA thing trumps the pick the favorite. You didn't pick no. them over UCLA. You picked them over Michigan State. And be honest about that. Who? No, because Gordon filled it out the, the I, knowing I UCLA. BYU. I picked oh, you filled it out late enough that you knew yeah, it was yeah, UCLA. He did because yeah. remember, I had to. He had like right. thirty minutes to fill it out. <laughs> we had to. <laughs> we talked Jake about it for me. ten days, but yeah. Hey, we got it done though. Yeah, That's all that matters. Why, why we got yeah. it done. Hey, what are you? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm number fifty-nine. <laughs> yeah, he's doing fine. Exactly. It's a hurry. Seriously, it won't last though. I, I realize that. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. And Andrew, let's help our listeners with a, well, I almost said new solution to the problem. You guys have been here doing this for a little bit now, but a, a, a revolutionary solution to a very old problem. Yes, that's right. For men struggling with erectile dysfunction, whether it's mild or severe, uh, mild would be, you know, the occasional failure in the bedroom. You just want to top off your drink, so to speak. 
We see a lot of that. Um, severe is no function. This technology, the two most advanced forms of acoustic wave therapy, we've helped so many guys. Uh, it opens up those blood vessels in this part of the body pretty easily. Um, and you're right, Jake, it's been used since the 1950s, uh, breaking up kidney stones, you know, the, le- uh, the, the legs and feet, joint pain. This is a heavily studied and vetted technology. We're using it for ED and helping so many guys turn back the clock, get off the pill, and restore some of that spontaneity back into the bedroom. And it's been around long enough that it's really been studied, Andrew. And I know you guys are really excited about uh, the results of of a lot of studies, specifically the Cambridge one, right? Yeah, we are. Uh, Four or five years ago, it was really tough because I was kind of the only one saying, this works, I've seen it, I've seen so many guys. There's so many clinical studies now Um, 40 of them are posted on the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com. You're right, Cambridge, most of the big urology outfits and magazines, they've written about it, and I don't think there is much negative. They all conclude it works. It can reverse erectile dysfunction. It's totally safe. There's no side effects. So I I think we can say this is scientifically proven at this point. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call. Get on the schedule. You get in to see the doctor. Find out if this is a good treatment for you. But you want to do a couple of additional things for free for our listeners as well. Yes, so much value. Most guys do not seek any kind of treatment for ED. The relationship gets worse, and they kind of accept mediocrity in the bedroom. Uh, We don't want that to be the case. Call us here at Wasatch Medical now. The assessment and the exam is free. You'll meet with our doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. That's really cool and tests the strength of your blood vessels. Plus that very popular gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. Uh, Totally free, no charge. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. We've got what's going on coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.